And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Greenlight Reviews. My name is Les Roberts. I'm Ann Elder. And we're going to review, Ann, the final episode mm-hmm. in a story that has become a legend in its own time. Mm-hmm. This is Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, Part 2. Right. Well, the plot is, of course, right from the very beginning, this young man, an orphan, was plucked out of obscurity and sent to the wizard's school called the Hogwarts School, where he spends most of his childhood. And as the story progressed in the earlier films, we find out that his arch enemy, Lord Voldemort, played by Rafe Fiennes, All he wants to do is to get rid of Harry Potter, to kill Mm -hmm. Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. And, of course, Harry Potter wants to kill him. And these eight films have built up to this last one where they're finally going to go face to face. And they have to find three symbols of power. Horcruxes, they are called. Horcruxes, correct. And he who possesses all three then, in essence, is in control. Yes. I like the fact that we are now going to see Harry really have to confront his own mortality in part two, and we watch him make the ultimate sacrifice. He will fight to the death in order to preserve good. And I think that's really something that's important because we've watched him mature from a young lad, and he was called a lovely boy, described by his professors as that lovely boy. And now he's become a young man who is full of confidence, and he knows that he has to go to battle in order to save the day. So that's a big part of part two. Absolutely. And oddly enough, nobody, and millions of people read this last book, nobody ever said what the ending was going to be. I think that's very good, don't you? Oh, astonishing. Well, I think there are many scenes in this film that we can talk about. First of all, I love the trip through Gringotts' vault. I like the flight of the three of the main characters on the back of the dragon, the dueling wands, oh my goodness, the serpentine menace, the destruction or the attempt to destroy Hogwarts school, the flashback sequences that director David Yates works gently into the story very subtly, where we see all of these characters, young, innocent, sweet, and we get a chance to remember just exactly how much we loved all of these children when these movies first began. So there's a great sentiment that is worked into this very fantasy-driven movie or lots of action sequences and so on. But at the core of it remains a huge heart and a huge soul. Those flashbacks, by the way, you will be astonished if you don't know the end of the story. You're going to be astonished to find out why all of this happened, which we never knew until this very last moment. And a lot of it has to do with Professor Severus Snape, oh. played by Alan Rickman. And please. Alan Rickman, <laughs> he's been in all the films. He's a very stern and kind of unpleasant professor at Hogwarts. And he has been very mean to Harry Potter all through this story. And to watch this character develop, and he has a very large part certainly in this last film. And I've seen Alan Rickman in many, many other films, Sweeney Todd, of course, and yes. Die Hard, where sure. he was the original main villain. Boy, he is one heck 
of an actor. He is. I think it's almost impossible to describe how complex Snape is because he is diabolical at moments. He is provocative at other times. He's what you might say kind once in a while. He is just such a complicated character that it's very hard to pigeonhole him. You just don't know exactly where he is. And that's one of the most incredible things about the writing of this film is the relationship between Harry and Snape and how that develops and what happens in the final moments of this film. But of course, there are many moments in this final chapter that young readers, of course, are much more familiar with probably when they went into the film than we were less. I have to say that some of the more popular characters will be killed off. There's no question about that. Everyone knows that. Yes. And it is about mortality. It is about the kind of end of childhood innocence and so on, the kind of innocence that Ron and Hermione and Harry all have at the beginning of yes. this series. And then, of course, we watch them learn that life isn't always to be seen through rose-colored glasses. So there's a lot of that going on in this final version. I think that all the films have been enormous Mm -hmm. hits, but I think this one is such a mature film. Exactly. There are moments when you can laugh and chuckle, too, as you always do, but there's tremendous suspense in this film. And because of the fact that both the good guys and the bad guys are wizards, you watch with absolute fascination, and you think, now what are they going to do? There is a scene where everything that Harry touches recreates itself. So oh, yes. you have one goblet and suddenly you have thousands of them and he's wading his way through them. Again, this is fantasy. It's all fantasy from beginning to end, but it's great. I'm happy to say that at one point in this film, Harry actually says to another character, is this real or is this in my mind? And... The reply to that is, well, just because it's in your mind doesn't make it any less real. And, you know, that's, again, the through line of this Harry Potter final chapter. And it really helped me understand many of the sequences in this movie and some of the past sequences as well. I think we have to bow down to J.K. Rowling. This is a woman who is pure genius. She is, for me, the Charles Dickens of this generation. She has created books that will live on forever. Yes. She has created, even more so, a world, a universe that belongs to the kids. And even though we go into that world because we're moviegoers, we are really trespassers into their universe. There's no question. We've been given a pass to go in there and to sit there and to be part of those movies and a part of that story. But it really belongs to the kids who were 11 years old, who are now 21 or 25. This is their story. This is their library. It belongs to them. How wonderful that they have their own place and their own set of books. Oh, you know, when the first Harry Potter book came out and it was such a big deal, I bought it for my granddaughter, who at the time was eight. Sure. She's now 19. She's an adult. She's going to college. And I'm so thrilled that way back when she was eight, I turned her on to reading. Exactly right. So I'm in awe of J.K. Rowling. Well, not only are we in awe of J.K., but I think we also have to say adieu to all those wonderful English actors, the British actors, and the Irish actors who are part of this series. Michael Gambon, the late Richard Harris, Maggie Smith, Ray Fiennes. I mean, the list goes on and on. The great, great actors that were part of this 
cast. I mean, it's really astonishing. Not only are these movies literary masterpieces in many ways, but they are really a lesson, as you said earlier, in fabulous acting. And it's really a wonderful record to have, a permanent record, if you will, of some great performances and actually some brilliant dialogue with some stunning effects. I think David Yates, who directed this last one, should be congratulated, along with all the other fabulous producers and directors and art directors. I think it's an amazing accomplishment, I think, for those of us who love movies, to look back on this series. And again, this is not the kind of film that really excites me as much as more realistic films. But I have to say that these films are quite remarkable. And because of that, Mm -hmm. and this is for the entire series, this is for every one of these astonishing actors, to all of them, I want to give a big, very respectful, and very victorious green light. I agree. For me, this Harry Potter, and all of them, but this Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2, of course, rates a green light. So, two green lights for the final episode, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. Okay, we're going to be back to review another film very, very shortly. Is it going to be this great? I hope so. Whether it's good or whether it's bad, we always have a great time seeing and dissecting and discussing films. That's what we do. That's what we love. Until then, my name is Les Roberts. I'm Ann Elder. And Greenlight Reviews hopes that you are going to be as thrilled as we are every time you go to the movies. Mad Magazine. Advertising mascots. B-movie posters. And cartoons. Oh yeah, can't forget cartoons. If you get the funky connection that ties these pop culture gems together, you'll dig two designers walk into a bar. See, we're a couple of creatively curious pals living between the bookends of grand museums and dive bars. Hey, you know the place. The sweet spot where highbrow and lowbrow become drinking buddies. So join our barroom chats as we talk influential work, and uncover stories of how the familiar became iconic. Think behind the music for the stuff we love. Check out our website at twodesignerswalkintoabar.com and listen wherever you get your podcasts or visit evergreenpodcasts.com.